What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Next Success. I am Adam Bastion. I'm Skyler Bidendorp. And today we have no plan, but we're just going to wing it and figure out and see where it goes. Yeah. So let's get into it, man. Yeah, let's just chat. You said you had something you wanted to share? Yeah. The, so yeah, yesterday during church, during worship, um, I swear, uh, my, my brain just goes in random directions and just thinks about random things. Um but I'll have just like inspirational things come to me. And this is what came to my mind. Um, I was thinking about how when, as we're like, as we're, when we're born, you know, I'll, I'll just read it. Just read it. So, <laughs> so there are like, there's like two parts to it. So when we are born, we have a clean slate. We are only born with two fears, the fear of falling and loud noises. All other fears are learned. If we aren't taking action on something we desire, it's because of something in our past that programmed us to be cautious or afraid of doing that thing we want to do. So the way we move past that is to find where that program came from and realize that you have a child running your life. Most of our programs are written by the age of seven. So rewrite your brain and write a new program slash story of what will happen when you move forward. Look at what you really want and why you want it and go deep, like seven layers deep into that. Um, and let that move you forward. So that was one part. So we can talk about that for a second if you want. Kind of wild, right? Oh, it is wild. It's like uh, we're only born with two fears, loud noises and falling. Mm -hmm. Everything else is learned. That's true. You know, when you're born, it's clean slate. Hmm. You ever like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a weird, weird thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well yeah because like yeah people are afraid to ask a, a, the girl out or to start the business or to just walk up and simply say hi to someone like to be the first one to be like hey how's it going mm -hmm. a lot of people are like oh they're kind of afraid of what could happen and those are all learned fears like if you think of a child they don't have any fear they just yeah. walk up to strangers like hey how's it going <laughs> like, yeah they're kind of fearless uh -huh. or like the was it baby's luck or something like that baby's luck you ever heard that uh-uh i think i was watching a movie years ago and this baby like is walking um like through the middle of the road and no one can see it because it's just the baby crawling and everyone's freaking out like the people who are watching supposed to babysit him but the baby is dodging all the cars and has no idea what's going on but it's just like wants to get to the other side of the road so it just starts walking and then doesn't it gets the other side and doesn't get hit by any cars it's like baby's luck you know mm -hmm. but maybe i think it, i don't know maybe it just like wasn't fearless didn't care it was just like going for it I yeah almost like what it's like have you heard the saying like what you focus on grows or what you focus on that's like where you end up like if you're mm -hmm. focusing on like oh i hope i don't like if you're shooting a basketball like i hope i don't miss i hope i don't miss you're focusing on missing instead of i hope i make it or like i heard a lot of uh like mountain bikers, when they're going down the trail, they're like, if they focus on the rock they don't want to hit, they always hit it because that's what they're focusing on. But if you focus on like where you actually want to go and what you want to happen and don't worry about the fear of it, you'll have a lot more success. So kind of like the baby, they just cross the street. They're like, I'll be fine. They go, no fear. And they're like, they made it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it has to do with what we focus on. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah. So would you say fears come from trauma? Or fears come or, or from... What would you say? Where do they come from? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so like... Because if we're not born with them, 
fears come when we uh, we, we recognize something hurts. Yeah. Right? I, I, primarily, that's what we're scared of, right? Something that stinks. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, I saw a skunk last night, and I was kind of scared because I didn't want to get sprayed. But I because I knew like it would it would stink, and yeah. it, it would, uh, and they're kind of scary. But anyway, but I stood my ground. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like, do you think they come from bad experiences, like all fears? I think a lot of them do. Yeah, because um, if like top fears of the world, like some like heights, heights. Let's see, let's even Google that because I know one of them is public speaking. Oh like, yeah, that's like people's number one fear. It's public speaking. It's afraid of judgment. Like, yeah, what if they like, mess up? Because we're judged every single time we open our mouths. People judge us. Yeah. So, like, let's see. What are the top five fears of humans? Fear of heights. Fear of flying. Fear of dogs. Fear of thunder and lightning. So that that thunder and lightning that has to do with like the loud noises. Um, the dark. The fear of injection needles. Hold on, this is a weird list. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, just like the way they say it. You fear to be inject, injected by inject, a needle. Yeah, yeah, what the heck? Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm not gonna go off Google's list. I just I know that their fear of like fear of rejection is a huge one, and then like public speaking, and I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of fears come from bad experiences. So like, if somebody is afraid of swimming that probably didn't just happen like maybe they went and tried swimming once and like didn't weren't able to keep their head above water and like you know had a little panic attack like just it only takes like 10 seconds to create this massive fear that will stop somebody from moving forward again and trying that activity a second time like i know a lot of a lot of people tell me that they've tried snowboarding once or skiing once and they said yeah it didn't go great so i'm not probably not gonna try it again didn't love it it's like well you gotta go like four or five times to actually start to get the hang of it then it takes like another five to actually get good enough where you're going down just like the the basic runs and it probably takes like double that every time so you're getting like more and more advanced you wouldn't say they're scared of snowboarding they're just somewhere they get hurt when they're when they get hurt. (laughs) oh yeah that's true i've never gone so i don't know (laughs) or or they're embarrassed about yeah embarrassed that they didn't get it the first time or that they're not just good at it like the people that have been doing it for for like years Hmm. but yeah dude fears those are what like hold us small so i was doing a one of my one of my friends he gave me a free coaching call and so he was coaching me on um just goals in life and like what what i'm doing and what i'm not doing so we were we were talking and he, was, he asked me the question, how committed are you to your personal growth? And I was like, well, I want to say 10. And I know there's certain things that I've been told to do that I haven't done. So just based on my results or based on my actions, I know I'm not a 10. If I was a 10, I would have just done everything and not cared. So I'm probably an 8. <clears throat> he was asking me, why, why, are you, why is it an 8, not a 10? I was like, well, like one of, one of my... Uh, challenges was to take a video about who i am what i do and post it on social media and he's like hey why don't why aren't you wanting to do that it's like well i haven't i'm not sure if i'm what i'm gonna say or like if it's gonna be right or what if i like do it wrong and he's like 
okay, where does that come from? Is there something like in your past, like when you're a kid that like gives you that fear of not doing something the correct way? And immediately what came to mind was this time when I was mowing the lawn and I missed a little section and my dad was like super mad about it. He was like, you need to go out and finish and finish it. And I think I was like 15. Yeah. 14 or 15. And I'd already showered. I was like getting ready to do other things with my day. And it was just this little section that's really not noticeable. And I think it was like doing the weed whacker around the edge of like a play set or something. Mm-hmm. And in during, in that conversation, like it was, it got very intense about just not finishing. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to go out and do it. I had already showered, you know, I don't want to go out for five minutes and do mm-hmm. it. I was like, I'll do it tomorrow morning or something. And uh, he, yeah, it was just, crazy intense and it was kind of in that moment i was like i don't like my dad i like told him like i'm not your friend i don't like i I, I hate this this is the worst (laughs) i hate you you. um no really that was like the moment i was like i decided like i hate my dad like i just knew i it was just was not a healthy relationship yeah um he's he's like a lot better now nobody's perfect yeah like totally forgive him for all that but anyways that's what came up when he asked me that question and i realized that it was a moment like that that made me fear of not doing something perfect or missing something or doing like created that that perfectionism a little bit you do you're you're you have a fear of doing it wrong yeah because i'm messing up because i'm afraid of what could happen or what people will so you say so you're not afraid of doing it wrong you're afraid of the consequences of people judging you for doing it wrong yeah it's like the yeah the judgment yeah. Cause like who's afraid to sing in their house or in their car when they're alone? Nobody. Cause there's no one around to right. critique them or anything, but everyone's afraid to do it in public or, you know, in front of their, even their best friends sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's like what it is. It's doing things in front of people and worrying about, like, I think that's so, the number one fear is what people like caring what people think. It's like the fear of, I think I see it now a lot especially with social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that just people are just scared to put their thoughts on social media. They're scared oh, to, they're scared to say their piece or they're scared to live the life they want to live because they're scared that people will judge them for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm so fear, I guess kind of comes from negative experiences that we have with other people, with ourself. And then that develops into like a deep rooted problem within our mind. I guess, mm-hmm. which then damns our progression of ourselves and our personality and individuality. On a completely side note, though, I was just thinking about what you were saying about your dad. I was like, I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that, like, my parents are just people. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're literally the same exact that I am, mm-hmm. like, the same exact. They, they, live, they live life just like me. They have problems just like me. But as a kid, I think we think, well, I don't think. I know because I thought that I was like, my parents just got it all together. They're perfect. They know what they want. They're doing what they want. They love it. And then I used to get bitter because they wanted me to do something or whatever. And then I would just kind of escalate from there. But anyway, just on a side note, I was just like, I don't know. Like when, when I first moved to Utah, I like was asking my parents for some advice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cause I was like, I don't know. 
like anything about insurance. I don't know anything about job. I don't like, I don't know what I'm doing. And my parents basically told me, figure it out. And I was like, what the, I was, I was, I was, I was mad. I was like, that's so stupid. I was like, I can't believe you just told me, like, I'm asking you for help. And then you just said, figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? But then I realized I started looking back at their life and things that they've told me and my upbringing. And I realized that I'm doing things that they never did in their lives. Like my dad, when he was 17, he joined the military. And the military gives you a house. The military gives you insurance. The military gives you everything. And so he was in for 26 years, active duty. So for 26 years, he had a house. He had a place. He had a job. He had insurance, everything. And he never did the civilian side. And now here I am on this side trying to figure it out. And then I realized it's not because my dad doesn't care. It's that he doesn't know. So why would I judge him for something that he doesn't know? And then I was like, oh. And then I was fine. And I was like, it just like clicked one day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nice. I was like, I'm just doing things they have never done. Uh huh. So I don't know. No, yeah. Kind of a tangent, but. The dude, that's, it's so true. Cause, um, it's like tomorrow is what? Tomorrow is the first of March. Really? Yeah. Already. Um, Holy crap. Anyways, tomorrow's, <laughs> tomorrow is, is March 1st, 2022. It's a day no one's lived before. It's it's unknown territory, and that, and that's for every single person out there. Unless one of you has a time travel machine, and you know what it's like, that'd be dope. But literally, no one no one knows what it's going to be like. And I've learned to give like my parents and just everyone around me a lot of a lot of grace because I realize that they're all living tomorrow or today for the first time too. And they only know what they know. And I haven't met a parent that doesn't say they messed up somehow but with their kids or like did something that was unhealthy or didn't support them as much as they would want to. And, you know, we're all afraid to not be perfect, but we're never going to be perfect. So there's like no, there's, there's no sense in wasting energy on trying to be perfect. It's just, just do. And the people that are going to judge you, you know, they'll unfollow you. They won't talk to you anymore or whatever. Who And who cares? And they'll unfollow you on social media. <laughs> Those are the people that you don't even want around anyway. So <laughs> that's good on them for for uh, volunteering to, I don't know, exit no. your life. That's so funny. <laughs> I like how that was like the first thing. They'll unfollow you. I'm like, what the? I don't give a crap. Like, <laughs> anyway. Well, dude, just, I have a, people follow me, me all the time. I have, a, I have people unfollow me all the time. Um, and they're people that I like associate with and friends with. And I'm like, all right, who, who gives a crap? And at first man. I'm like, oh, that they don't, they don't that care. So funny. They don't want to be friends with me anymore. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe they just don't buy with my content, but they still want to be like friends or whatever. Like I, I don't necessarily need to take it personally, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like the people that aren't cheering you on, you don't need them in your life. Like that's why would true. you want anyone that's not going to help you move forward? Yeah. That's <laughs> you really got a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it was so funny to me. It's just because I just don't. I'm I'm really bad at social media, so yeah, it's just never in my brain. It's like yeah, they suck. They unfollowed me. I'm just like yeah, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. No, I don't it's think funny. people suck. I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of like sad. I, I think some people do. You. <laughs> I think some people suck. 
<laughs> I mean, some people do. So, anyway, you said something about like nobody's perfect, and I was just thinking like, like perfection. Like when we think perfect, mm-hmm. I think that's just setting. There's like a, there's a, there's a like perfection is fixed, right? Does that make sense? Perfection is fixed. It's fixed, and like it's a fixed principle, or like fixed. Oh, like, like it doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's a the like, like the, right. There's only one way to be perfect, and I think I was just I don't know if that's true, but because like nobody's perfect, but if we're saying someone is perfect, that means there's a bar for it, and so there's someone out there. I mean, you could say Gandhi, you could say Jesus, but like or God, like is perfection. And there's a bar for perfection. And that means everybody would be the same if we were all perfect. Right? Boring. Yeah, we'd be kind of boring. So I was like, there's there's like beauty in the imperfections of people. Like, it's good that everyone's different shapes and sizes and have different views and thoughts and actions and desires and wants. Like, I think there's a lot of beauty in that. And I think I'm realizing that just as I'm getting older and living by myself and like, I don't have to be like everybody else to be happy. Yeah. It's like, if I'm trying to be perfect and I'm trying to be like everybody else, or as I think everyone else is acting, or who I think are perfect, I'm always going to be chasing that because the reality of it is I'm not them and I never will be them. So why would I think I have to be them to be happy? Mm-hmm. And the, I just think now that... I need to be okay with my skin, with my body, with my life. Um, not content where I'm at, always seeking to grow and get better, but not setting a certain bar for to chase, but just better myself. And so I can make my imperfections a little more less imperfect than they were yesterday. It's very inspiring. Yeah, I hope Seriously, so. I don't know where it just... just Came out my mouth, Dude, bro. No, that's that's super good because I think that's something people need to be reminded of every day is you don't need to be perfect. Don't try to be perfect. Like it's kind of impossible, but it's it is possible to get better and to get like you can get close to perfect. But I think it'll it takes almost a lifetime to actually achieve that. Yeah, but what is perfect? Like, you, what's the definition of perfect? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what is it? <laughs> that's true Cause and like, is it the same for you and me because yeah because like a lot of people say like um you're perfect being imperfect or something's perfectly imperfect mm-hmm. which means like it's exactly how it needs to be like this life is perfect because it's not perfect if it was perfect we wouldn't learn and grow and to me that's like the main purpose of life is to learn and if it was perfect we wouldn't learn so it's perfect that it's not perfect because we can learn from the imperfections and the trials and the hard times. So if we screw perfection, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I think if, if, if everyone stopped worrying about being perfect, everyone would accomplish so much more. Like, what would you do if you weren't afraid to be, like, imperfect? Real question. I'd be a happy Adam. boy, man. <laughs> what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? Like what? Like what I'd, actions would you take over the next year? I'd be a happy boy. I I don't know. I would. Oh, I 
I've been thinking, like, I, I, t- I walked into your house today, and what did I say? Or I said, well, one of the first things I said, I was like, man, I'm tired of people's decisions dictating the path of my life. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> and like, what, what I meant by that was, like, I'm tired of, like, caring what other people think and then having their thoughts and, like, about me dictate what I do from a day-to-day basis. I hate that. Yeah. Because then I'm just super angry all the time because I know I'm not doing what I want. And I just like, I was driving home yesterday from St. George and I realized I was like, like, screw what everybody thinks. Like, if you want to go out and do something, go out and do it, man. It's like, try to get people to come with you and to enjoy it with you, but go enjoy it without them if they don't want to come. Mm-hmm. Because you might never have that experience and opportunity to do that again. And so you're just living low because of other people's thoughts. And I was just like, I was just like, I thought about it. And I was like, man, I'm just going to live life. I was like, I'm just going to go out and do it. And then if people want to come and join me, they can and it will be great. But if not, that's all right. Because I'll still do it. Yeah. I'll just do it alone. <laughs> Dude, I think there's... That's powerful like when you can do things without other people and you just do it because you want to. And that, that is a skill worth spending the time to learn, not caring what people think. Because once you stop caring what people think, you'll do exactly what you want to do. Because most people don't care what people... Because like if you're alone, there's no one there to, to care, right? There's no one there to do anything. So you do whatever the freak you want. So it's mm-hmm. like live every day as if like... I mean, it's super cliche, but it's like it's like the the saying, "Dance like no one's watching, and sing like no one's listening." You know, it's just like live life like, like, like nobody is watching or caring or talking about you. Because mm-hmm. most people, I think, have a busy life and you know their own problems that they really don't care to like waste too much energy on what you're doing. Like, I mean, they'll they'll notice you, they'll talk to you, they'll see what you're doing, but they're not sitting there for hours on end like, ooh, how, what, what do I think about Adam and what he's doing? How weird is that? Let's go gossip about him. Like, people, <laughs> people aren't doing that. Like, just move forward. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. I guess if I wasn't afraid, I would, uh, I don't know what I would do, but I would just do more things that I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think I just, I think I explained, I answered it, right? Yeah. Like if you weren't afraid. I wasn't given any specifics, but I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. speaking events? Like would you ask more places so you could go speak and start learning how to, you know, be an even better speaker than you already are? Because that's something you want to do. It is. It is. It's true. Like if you weren't afraid of what people thought. Like you would probably reach out to more people. I don't know. I'm just I'm just talking here. Like I'm just thinking about the things you've told me. But like like if I wasn't afraid, like squeezing my arm, you want to do this. You're <laughs> you gonna do, do this. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that's probably what I would do. Like if I wasn't afraid, I would go and talk to go find places. I'd reach out to like everybody. Be like, hey, can I come do a training on vision boards? Maybe on how to stop caring what people think on so many different things. Maybe I should go do a stand up comedy bit. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of funny. I feel like you could do it. <laughs> you got the personality. That'd be for kind it. of funny. Yeah. Especially if I did horrible, it would be a great story. 
It would. Well, and that's an, that's the other thing. I, I think if people more thought looked at like like worst case scenario, it's usually not that bad. Uh huh. And I feel like when I, every anytime I look at that, I'm like, oh yeah, worst case scenario. Everyone forgets about it a week later, or you know, like I I stop thinking about it a week later. I might get embarrassed or whatever, but like that builds character. That builds confidence. I think exposing yeah. yourself to the opposite. So just, yeah, think about it in that way. So if you weren't afraid, what would you do in this next year? Ooh. <laughs> um, if you were a 10, because you said you had an eight. Yeah. If you were a 10, I wasn't afraid. What would you do? Dude, I would, I would uh, probably travel a lot more. I'd reach out to a lot more, more people and see if there's any way I could like, help them out in their lives help them overcome fears and you know to take action on the things they want to do i feel like i'd just be a lot more proactive in that area but if i wasn't afraid man i would i would definitely travel a lot more because i feel like the fear of not making enough money to pay for you know next month or the month after that like holds me back like kind of like the scarcity mindset i think Mm -hmm. i know that's something i struggle with right now it's like like being afraid to spend ten dollars. It's like it's like not knowing where the next one's coming from. Like I know where it's coming from. Right. I have I have money coming in, but it's like it's like when you hold on to something when I hold on to money so tightly that it's not flowing through me, it's you know, it's like a dam, it's stopping at me. Mm-hmm. I know that keeps me small because I'm not actually using it to better my life and to do the things I want to do. So I would like like if I wasn't afraid, I'd probably give a lot more too. Give away money, pay for the car behind me. Like there, I pay for their meal through the drive-through. I do all these little things that just like is generous, you know. Because it's like out of fear that I don't do that. Because it's like, shoot, what if I'm never able to buy the the next car that I need to get, or the house, or you know, all these things? And I think there's there's just a good balance there. Because if I give away everything I have, then I'll never have anything, you know. That's true. So you need to be a little selfish with what you got sometimes. Yeah, but be willing to give. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I first read this thing, I said there were two parts. Um. Do you mind if I read the second one? Cause it kinda, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're yeah. Good. We just started talking about whatever we were talking about. <laughs> no, we I, a lot of this has been about like fears. But here is the second part because it kind of goes with that, like not being afraid to fail. So think about this. We get smarter by every failure and mistake we make, right? Right. Which means if you're not doing something that you want to do or you're not doing something that will move your life forward because of a negative past experience, you're listening to a younger version of yourself, right? Does that make sense so far? Yeah, it makes sense. It's like you're taking advice from the past you on what to not do or do. Um, so if you're listening to a younger version of yourself, you're literally taking advice from someone with less experience and less results than you have right now. If you're taking advice from someone who, who knows less than you, it'll take you forever to move forward if you ever do. So why would you let your fears make your decisions? Like, and what I wrote is like, isn't that absurd? I'm not, and I'm not saying don't learn from your mistakes and take those lessons on with you. 
I'm saying to not let your fear from your from your younger self um, put in your mind fears to stop you from moving forward. Listen to the wisest version of you that's ever existed because the version of you that you are right now is better equipped to handle every situation than you ever have before in the past. So there's a very good chance, let's see. So there's a very good chance you'll have a different outcome moving forward on something you've already done before and are afraid to do. Like if you're afraid to do something. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Does it? Yeah, I think that's a good thought. I think that's totally true. When we're, when we're holding ourselves back from doing something we want to do, I think you're right. We're just looking back at ourselves and asking our younger self, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And then our younger self says, well, but you remember this. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. And then you don't do it. Uh huh. And I think that's, that's totally true. You're in a way you're asking someone with less experience advice about something that they went through that sucked or that was hard, but you know that you have to do it again Yeah. and you're looking for help, but then you go and you rely on your fears. I don't know. Kind of wild to think about. Yeah, I don't know how to put that into words. I feel like I just kind of jumbled right there. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. (laughs) But like to put it a lot more simply, simpler, um, anything you're not doing, anything, any way you think or any, like all that put together makes you the wisest version of you right now. If you're not doing it because you're afraid, it's because you're listening to someone who's dumber than you. Why would you ever take advice from someone who's done less than you? Because like the old version of you that's afraid, they just remember the failure. But the version of you right now can look back and see that and it can take the lesson from it and apply it now to the next time you do that thing. Right. So I think it has a lot to do with like trusting yourself, trusting where you're going and what you're doing and knowing that you're the wisest version of you that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. that just came to me during church yesterday. I was just sitting there. I was like, whoa, <laughs> we're taking advice and living our life based off of a younger version of ourselves that doesn't know as much as we know now. That's good. I think should write a book on that. <laughs> yeah. Should write letters to our younger selves. Telling him to screw off. No, kind of, yeah. Like, still take like it, the lessons with you. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's a lot of lot of good, like, like, like the ignorance is bliss. Right? Yeah. Like sometimes you need like an innocent, new, fresh view on something, and that comes from someone with less experience. But, Ooh, yeah, you know true. what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And so. Oh, like looking forward. I I don't know. I I I literally just lost my train of thought. I have no, dude. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what I just said. Well, I I read that to someone yesterday, and they were like, "Holy crap!" Like, and that that happened when I wrote. It. I was like, "Like, I just realized." Like, I I always kind of like knew that, I guess, in the back of my head, but mm-hmm. actually writing it down and putting it out, putting it down, like something clicked. I was like. Why am I not doing things out of fear? 
I'm literally doing it for because of a past experience and I'm listening to a dumber version of myself, a younger <laughs> one, you know. Um but you and I agree with what you said a lot. Like it's nice to have a fresh pair of eyes. Cause a lot of times we Okay. Get, we get jaded. We do, and we get we get stuck in these patterns on and on how things should be or just this is this is just how things are and how they work like i I was told this story about this like this little girl's parent how when she would cook the turkey they would cut off the ends of it i think it was a turkey i don't remember but (laughs) point is they cut off the ends and put it in the the pan and put it in the oven she was like why do you cut those ends off they look just fine she's like oh that's just what we do that's like how you do it she's like okay that's weird and um i think she went to like her brother and her brother like her brother who was married and like lived out of the house went over to dinner with them and they did the same thing she's like why do you even why do we do that and there's that's just what we do that's how you cook a turkey and then she went to her grandma's house and her grandma didn't do that and she's like hey you're supposed to cut off the end of that didn't you know that like that's how you're supposed to do it she's like oh no that's just something we did because back in the early days all of our pans were the same size and actually wouldn't fit a full turkey. So we had to do that to actually get it in so we could cook it. It's like, she's like, oh. So basically, you're doing, you're like a lot of these habits and the way things are supposed to do is just like, maybe there's, I'm kind of losing my, my, no, my I think, here. I think, <laughs> no, that's a good story. I think what it's saying is like, I think like, Being able to take a step back mm-hmm. and look at what you're doing in life and look at what you're doing with your job, with your relationship, with whatever, and just take a step back and be willing to be wrong about what you're doing. Like Take a step back with unbiased eyes and to look at your situation in an unbiased way, saying that I might be wrong, so let me take a step back and look at what I'm doing. And if I'm wrong, I need to change something. But if I'm not... I'll just keep going. Yeah. And I think that comes as when, like I said, unbiasedly look at our situation, like being able to take a step back and do that. And sometimes that's all it needs for us to do is to take a step back. So if that like, if they were willing to question themselves of why they cut the turkey, they're like, why am I still doing it? Like, why do I do this? And they said, well, that's just because that's how we do it. But if they took a step back and said, why do I do it? Mm-hmm. and unbiasedly go like look at themselves and go do i need to am i wrong like it's kind of a silly example because they're not necessarily wrong for cutting up the turkey it's going to get cut anyway yeah but but they're just throwing that away oh yeah yeah they're yeah. not even cooking it they just cut it off and throw it away because that's what you did oh well yeah i missed that that detail but, uh, but no, okay that makes more sense yeah that's good. Does that make sense, though? It does, yeah. And I like what you said. Being, be willing to be wrong. I think that's when a lot of our pride can get in the way of, of that actually happening. Because, you know, we all want to be right. We all want to be doing things the correct way. But, but just because we want to be right doesn't mean that we are right. Yeah. It's like having an open mind. Be open to the fact that you might be doing something completely weird, wrong, toxic, or just... Yep, all that. <laughs> yeah, like, I just covered it. <laughs> I don't know. I look back at myself when I was younger, and I'm like, I was kind of a, 
clingy cut toxic kind of dude a little bit <laughs> you know and i'm like i'm like man i wish i could have like if i if i met my like 18 year old self i would beat the crap out of that guy like <laughs> i would yeah uh, i would destroy him and uh just because he was a jerk <laughs> sure and i know and i get it hurts me to think that and to know that that i was a bully and i was a jerk and i didn't care about anybody and i was so fixated on my opinion that my opinions i was regarding as fact and and i was just having issues everywhere with people yeah so like if i was come face to face with him i would beat the crap out of that kid and then i would probably buy him an ice cream or something but yeah just to make it better or something right. i don't know <laughs> that's that's my favorite question is like what would you go back and tell yourself your younger self to do differently like what advice would you give your younger self like if i could go back there's a lot of things i tell him but one would <laughs> i would like like you'd beat up your younger self but I, i'd freaking slap my younger self for being timid and for letting like people walk all over him see i was the opposite <laughs> dude i i was just so quiet and just I, I don't know kind of easy going but like to a fault where i was just like i was letting it i was losing opportunities and not getting as much out of life because i was like oh no you go first or someone would be like can i go and be like yeah go for it um and i mean it's okay to do that if you're doing it because you want to but not doing it because you're if you're not, if you're doing that because you're afraid to actually stand up for yourself and be like, no, I'm going to choose me. I'm going to do, I'm going to go next. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take that, that last piece of cake or whatever it may be. It's like, that's okay to do, but do it because like, if you're giving it to someone else, do that because you want to be nice. Not because you can't be mean. Whoa. <laughs> Did that make sense right there? Like, it's kind of like uh, in the end, I didn't, I didn't understand the end. You, you more like want to be nice, can't be mean. It's like it's like, it's like that. that saying. Um, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Because uh -huh. if you're a warrior in a garden, it doesn't mean you're. Oh, how, how do they say? It? They're like, if you're a gardener, you can't be strong because you're weak. But if you're a warrior in a garden, like you're so much more calm. Like you can do. You can do whatever you want, and it's not really a big deal. Um, like, I just keep thinking of how Joe Rogan puts it. Um, you can't be strong if you're weak. And if you're weak, you're always living in a constant fear of what could happen. Yeah. You know, like, do you know who Jocko is? No. He's a Navy SEAL who... Like he runs a podcast and it's, it's, he's very, he's very good. And, um, he talks about before he got training on how to basically, you know, before he learned how to make his body a weapon, <laughs> you know, how he would always get around other people and then he'd puff them, he'd puff himself up, you know, trying to like, Oh, I'm, I'm the biggest guy. Right. But once he learned, you know, martial arts and how to, how to defend himself and win, like every time he stopped doing that. Cause he didn't have to prove anything to anybody and he just knew he was like yeah if someone did do something i i, I know they're, they're going down because yeah. he has the actual training 
Well, it's it, like there's a lot of confidence that comes in. Well, it's like, what uh, to do. I mean, I work at the prison in Utah State Prison, and I see it all the time, man. You walk in and, like, you walk into a section with 40, 50 inmates just walking around, just living their day, and you'll be right in the middle of them, like, just face-to-face with them. And they'll they'll kind of puff their chest up to you, and they're kind of like, you know, they'll, I, I can't, I don't know why I can't think of the word right now, but they'll, uh, they'll like, they'll posture up on you. There it is. Yeah. So they'll posture up on you, and they'll posture up on each other, and, and it's 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 such a, it's a crazy environment in there, and you just walk through and do your business. Like last week, I searched a cell, and we put the guys in the shower. And we locked them in there while we searched their cell. And we found some stuff in their cell, so we took it out and confiscated it. And we go back down there, and they were pissed. Like, they started they started yelling at me. And I was with this other officer. He's a great guy. He's awesome. But he's like he's like 6'5", giant dude. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, he's a giant officer. And I'm like 5'11" not six five you know and uh but we put these guys in the shower and we go back and we're about to unlock it so they can go in their the thing and they start what'd you take from my cell what'd you do what'd you take from i said well i took the things that you weren't supposed to have i was like the things you were trying to hide the things you stuck in your mouth and you were trying to eat to get rid of before i found it and i told you to spit it out i didn't have anything in my yes you did (laughs) i was like yeah you did and he's like and they were like, and they just wanted to argue, and I found it, and I, so we took it, and uh, and then he starts yelling at me, and he's like, he's getting pissed, and I looked at him, and I stood my ground, and I said, I said, if I let you out of the shower, are we going to have a problem? And he's like, Ugh. and I said, if I let you out of the shower, do we have a problem? And, and then he looked at me and I didn't break any, I didn't break my ground or anything. And he looked at me and went, no, no, I don't. (laughs) And, uh, and the, the, the guy, the other officer was like behind me and he's like, he started like tapping my shoulder and he's like, Hey, we we, stop. And I was like, but we took him out and we brought him back to their cell and that was it. And we left the section and the officer was like, He's like, I, he's like, I don't know how you did that. He's like, I thought they were going to go off in the shower and do something crazy. And I was like, well, I was like, I was confident. And I said, and I was like, if they went off, I would have just locked him in the shower. I would have just left. I was like, I knew what I got. I was like, we can handle them. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, but I think that's just like, just knowing who you are, be confident in your shoes, you know. And that didn't come overnight. You don't get that working in a prison for a week. Yeah. You know, it comes over been there a year and a half almost and it just comes over time, but just being comfortable in your shoes. Don't mm-hmm. care what people think. Like if you're scared, do it anyway. And I think you'll get better at it. Yeah. So sc- prison's a scary place. I was super scared when I started working there. Yeah, dude. Like they asked us in the academy, they said, Raise your hand if you think if you're scared to walk around like murderers and and I, I, class of 30 people, I was the only one that raised my hand. And I raised my hand up, and everyone was like, just one? And I looked into the whole class, and I said, you liars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But now I can confidently say I'm not. Yeah. Like there's still some scary situations I step in, but you know, I think it's from doing them is when you realize you can handle them. And then that like profound confidence comes to you is when you put yourself and have to do hard situations and hard things, scary things. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well put. Interesting story, but yeah, (laughs) super interesting. Um, and like, if you want a sign that someone's not confident, they're going to try and like, you know, posture, posture up. <laughs> they're going to try and be tough because they're not confident that they are. They feel, they see you as a threat. And, you know, people will do that in a lot of different ways. Like they'll make fun of you, you know, or they'll talk about, you know, they'll gossip, talk about you. Gossip. Um, you know, because if they were as truly confident in who they were, that's not what they'd be talking about. You know, so sometimes people come off as confident, but just watch what they, how they act, things they say, and you'll realize that they're just as scared as you, if you're scared, (laughs) but kind of going back to that, like no one's lived today before, like no one knows what the crap they're doing. They know that they've done and they're hoping everything will go the way they plan, but we're still all figuring it out. Yeah. So. So I guess we'll leave you with a question. If you weren't afraid, what would you do today? I love that question. Do it. Anytime I ask myself that question, I'm like, I know, like, things just start coming to me and, like, I kind of start to know exactly what I would do. So ask yourself that question every day. All right, well. I feel like I learned a lot about you today. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, it's been been a good episode of just like just going at it, just with no plan. Seeing what happens. Yeah. yeah. It's been different. Um, well cool. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Next Success. This is our I think 12th one now. About 400, almost basically 500 listens now. Yeah. It's been awesome. So thanks for sharing. We appreciate you guys sharing it. And yeah, if you found got value out of this, Keep doing that. (laughs) Share it. Don't follow us on social media, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook. You can watch these on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher. Stitcher. (laughs) All over. Okay. Well, thanks for for listening. I almost said thanks for watching. (laughs) If you're watching, thanks for watching. And thanks for listening. We'll see you later. See ya.